Welcome to episode 123 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I'm joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, Disney+, Amazon Prime. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are talking about the fact that I spent the last month in Edinburgh. I saw a whole bunch of shows, we discussed one or two of them. We talk about uh, the new uh, film Maggie Moore's. Uh, I think it's directed by John Slattery, it's starring John Hamm and uh, a bunch of other people. We talk about Barbie a bit, and uh, yeah, we get into a bunch of chit-chat about clowning. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing, all of those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up art and clips to go with each episode. That's a great place to send us a message, send us a comment, disagree with us, suggest something for us to watch. You can do that over there. On top of that, you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. I'm just going to flag this up front as well. Um, Again, we're trying to put some format or we're trying to put a bit more format on the podcast. So we're trying to suggest something to watch each week. So towards the end of this one, we talk about or we confirm that we're going to go and see the Bridge on the River Kwai, and talk about that on next week's episode 124. So if you've never seen The Bridge on the River Kwai, or if you have and just want to refresh your memory, go check that out, because we'll be talking about that on episode 124. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. So I'm just going to say, what's up, Kev? Like and subscribe, smash that button, give me, a, give me a high five, all my subscribers, Patreon, Patreon, YouTube, YouTube, hey, hey, hey. Um, Aiden's back, back again. I didn't miss you. Well, that's good to know. You've been off wandering the the highlands. I have. Uh, well, just just beneath the highlands, I think. Right, Edinburgh is in highlands. Uh, I don't know. I have been in Edinburgh. I've been in Edinburgh for a month. Um, we released a podcast that we recorded from Edinburgh. I don't know if you listened to that. Yeah, uh, um, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, that with, was Michael, with wasn't oh, it? Um, how oh. how was that for you audio wise? I I had one person say the road was oh grand fury. It was fine. No, uh, oh, didn't uh, bother me. I thought it was sort of like uh, mezzanciney, like atmospheric-y enough that like it puts you in the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, like if you were to do a true crime podcast and you were interviewing somebody uh, mm. on location. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Did you see Oppenheimer in the end? That was the episode we talked about Oppenheimer. I, I did, did not. not. I would recommend it. I did not. Yeah, I, I, I want to see it. I might go see it in the Stella because I went there for the first time last night, but we, we, we'll get back to that later. Um, but I do want to see it, man. Look, to be honest, uh, friends of mine invited me to mm. go see it and I kind of felt bad in the sense because it kind of, I kind of, I, because we, so myself and some of the guys from Athlone, we'll meet up and have a burger or dinner and mm. then we go to the cinema. We don't see each other all that often, but we try to make time for each other, you know? Or we try to make time for each other every couple of weeks mm. or whatever. But, uh, uh, so the guys want to go mm-hmm. see Oppenheimer, uh, and I said to him, I just meet him for a burger, and I kind of mm. went off afterwards. I didn't want to stay in the cinema for three hours because the last three times I went to the cinema, it was really fucking hard, man. Like just people having full blown conversations, phones out, taking pictures, laughing. Like it's just like Jesus Christ. Like kind of like like you know, I'm not in a cafe or a bar. Is this your friend? You know. No, 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 not my friends. No, people oh, in this and that. sucks. Well, I, sorry, not to derail you, but like... No, that's what, but that's my point. I just like, I kind of... 
the lads wanted to go but I was just like no to be honest I've just had that many experiences lately where I can't really picture myself three hours in the cinema watching Oppenheimer because I think it could, it could just be miserable yeah I, I do think there's a like picking your time and picking your film can sort of sidetrack some of that or, or, or sidestep some of that but like I've been at like big new releases and I'm like some dickhead is recording shit for TikTok and it's like just put your fucking phone away you scum scum Kevin scum subhuman scum subhuman scum that was hard I think I did a lot of work there to be fair oh yeah you did uh, it's it's the worst. It really does fuck with um, fuck with the experience of the theater when there's just somebody who's like chatting or like answering a phone is the absolute worst fucking thing. I've seen people answer the fucking phone. It drives me mad. Yeah, look, cinema. Um, I was in Edinburgh. I don't know. I can't quite remember what I talked about on the um, the own podcast. Did we talk about shows we'd seen? Um, I was only listening to this week. Uh, oh God, and I can't remember what you're talking about. That's that's uh, it was entertaining, not a reflection of you, of course. I okay. remember you. Well, let me then say that, like, I saw a. I think I saw a lot of shows. Uh, I don't think I saw as many as other people. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm an oddball. Like, uh, there's people in the group that were just like, I'm going to see at least a show every day, and it's like that's. 25 shows at a 10 10 or a pop or you know I guess some of them are free but it's like they're seeing at least a show a day uh, if not two if not three and it's like it's kind of overwhelming and exhausting at a certain point but I saw I definitely saw some like highlight shows like there's a, a show by a performer called Michelle Brazier which was called Reform which was a sort of musical telling of a story where she tried to buy a Pilates, a reformer Pilates system, bench, whatever you call those things. And, like, she got scammed on um, Facebook Marketplace, basically, um, and then engaged in, like, a a year-and-a-half-long process of trying to get her money back and talking to the guy who was doing it and learning his story and stuff. Um, And it was very fun and very heartfelt and very... Um, beautiful the 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 lesson that she learned around or that she's pitching out of um out of um engaging with a human being and learning why they're doing the things they're doing um which is fun i don't know if i talked to you about julia masley um definitely my highlight show of the edinburgh fringe and if you start looking for reviews of the edinburgh fringe you will see that it does seem to have risen to the top of a lot of people's like the Guardian sh- wrote a review about sh- it that was like said something along the lines of like every year there's something that sort of uh, captures the heart of the the fringe and becomes this thing that unifies and this year it's Julia Masley and it, it was great she was supposed to run for half of the fringe and she doubled it and ran for the whole back half of it it was a midnight show and when she added extra dates she had to like push it to half one in the morning um, and wow, she sold out perpetually uh, it was it was clowning I guess, and uh, I was not familiar with, I guess, artistic, comedic clowning. What's her her name? Masley, Mm M-A-S-L-I. And the show was called Ha, 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 Ha. And what she would do, and I saw, while I was there, I saw her, I believe, husband, Vigo Venn, who just won Britain's Got Talent. He's the guy with the high-vis vests. And I saw a guy called Rob, uh, oh shit, I've forgotten his name. 
he had a show called Baby Trains and a guy called uh, Demetrio Matteo or something like that um, who had a show called Mush. God, Jeremiah De- Jeremiah De Mayo? I'm going to have to look him up. Um, all people that fall into the category of clowning where they come out and of course they've got a toolbox of, of, of skills and interactions and whatever the hell else. But you kind of just come out to a room and if people applaud or you strike a funny face or if there's a little reaction, you react to that. Like there's a little... And she's, and she's obviously just incredibly They're good all this. incredibly good at this, right? And Vigo Venn's thing is like he walks in and like... Oh, you know, it's a, it's got a very high party energy and he'll be laughing at somebody in the front row and then somebody in the back of the room will drop a glass and his head will pop up and be like, what the hell is this? And he's off down the back of the room to see what the hell's going on and an interaction starts there. Oh, God, so it's, so it's basically just like putting people on edge, like, oh, God, don't interact with me. And everybody's laughing nervously yes, but enjoying it. Yeah, and the things that he does once he interacts with you are just fun and wholesome and sweet and hilarious. And Great. It, and that's the guy who yeah, won British yeah. Metallic. And, and it's an hour yeah, of just so like... A blast, and somewhere along the lines, he introduces like being like from the from Norway and like like trying to understand the why did the chicken cross the road joke, and then he ends up in a chicken suit and he's trying to cross a paper road, and like like the end yeah. of the show is him in a chicken suit on a paper road, and he just I just see him driving out in a little electric kids jeep, just whizzing out to music playing, and the room laughing their whole off. Hilarious, and it's yeah, quite fun, great, and it brings the room together. Yep. Where Julia Masley elevated this for me, and my friends have heard me say this a bunch at this point, but I've had a chance to think about it because I've seen a number of shows doing things like this now. Um, she's coming out almost this sort of alien being, this like childish, naive, we don't know what she's doing. Like in the corner of the room, there's a black uh, curtain. And you kind of see hands pressing into it and a face pressing into it, just trying to sort of come into our world yeah. for the first, like, three minutes. That's, like, while yes. the audience is coming into the room. It's a separate thing. Oh, like, wow. It's not like the show has started. It's just, like, if you notice, something is trying to get into our world. And then she comes yeah. out yeah. fixated on a bell, staring at it. And she'll, she goes, ha, 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 and rings the bell. Goes, ha, 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 and rings the bell. And goes, ha, 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 and rings the bell. And then she looks to somebody in the audience. Just turn of the head, like, creeping and fixated. Yeah. And she's got, like, a light on the back of her hand that's lighting her face. All right. It sounds, it sounds kind of, uh, eco parts, like, eerie. Kind of, uh, te- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a yeah. terrifying. We don't something. know it what It sounds that great, is. though. It sounds very captivating. Um, yeah. And she yeah. comes to the first guy in the audience and goes, ha, ha, and stops. Ha, well, that, you see, that. that's you making the leap. But somebody goes, this guy will go, hello. And she goes, no! And she's amplified, and it just, the whole oh room shakes God. with this no. And then she pauses. <sighs> but she reaches a point where she's got a microphone on the end of a, of a mannequin leg. And she r- puts the, the microphone in front of somebody and goes, problem? And... People go, huh? And she goes, no! And moves to the next person. There's problem? And someone goes, uh, I guess it's kind of hot. And he she'll grab him, put him on stage, put an electric fan next to him and tape the fan to him and then moves to the next person. Problem? And the problems are tiny or the problems are huge. I have no money for rent. She stands him up, puts him next to somebody and goes, ask him for money. 
she's Estonian no and then just way. moves them along the line. And eventually people just start handing out money. Like, weirdly enough, people start giving this person <laughs> money. Um, in my instance, the second time I went, because I went a couple of times, it was great. Um, yeah, why not? It sounds fascinating. The, the, when I went, uh, someone, a woman went, oh, I, I kind of feel bad I've put on some weight. And she went, what? Why? Why? You're you're beautiful. And someone in the back of the room goes, oh, I feel that too. And she sort of goes running to them and goes, what? Why? Why? What is? What is? And someone says, me too. And she's like, who is who is making you feel this way? And someone says, society. And she does the, no! And she's sort of running up and down the aisle, sort of furious that society would make women feel oh this way. Oh, my God. So and she scary. looks around and like, who is this? Who did this? And I was wearing a suit. Man, capitalism. So the man. microphone gets stuck in my face. Was it you? And I was like, uh, I just said, so I've been led to believe. And so she grabs yeah, me yeah. up. I come on stage. And she says, why are you doing this? And I said, I guess I come from a long line of white men. And she went, we must burn away yeah. this toxic masculinity. And she sends someone out to the bar and they come back with a large bottle of vodka. And they hand me this bottle. And I'm like, I take a slug. And she's like, drink. We're burning away the toxic masculinity and like drink and then drink and then drink and keep drinking. And she takes out a nagging and she starts drinking and then she spits it in my face. And like there's like a hug and a cheer and she puts me down and goes, the world will be better. We have to get rid of this. Now, that was just my interaction because so many people interacted. You end yep. up with, you know, eight to ten people with their problems being solved in one instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone went, oh, I just feel stuck and I wish I could do something more brave or outlandish. And they went, well, what would you want to do? And she went, I don't know, get naked on stage. And Masley went, you're sure? And by the end of the show, and I think she paid her for taking part in the show to this degree, but by the end of the show, Julia Masley and this woman got naked on stage and were crowd surfed around the room. In, completely completely stark crowd, surf, crowd surfed <gasps> around the room. Now, the way the show ends. But you think that, do you think that person no, was a plan? Not at all. Not even a little bit. It's just the way this show was. Wow. Um, towards the back person. third of the show, she kind of starts going, I don't have an ending. So I need you to, I need you people to sort of start, I don't have an ending. One of the shows I saw that there was a musician in the front and she's like, what is the, is this a, what? and he says, it's a saxophone. She says, oh, can you play for us? And as it gets towards the end and just in the last like three minutes, you'll start hearing people's problems reiterated because the microphone was recording them saying, things oh and wow. anybody who had a weird laugh she had like put the microphone in front of them as well so you start hearing that laughter play back and when she hears the problem she goes no 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 we fix yeah. this and she goes and tries to fix it again and wow, then she looks wait. at somebody and goes i'm running out of time i haven't helped you yet and what was your problem and she's just suddenly there's this like look at who we've helped look at what we and what you end up with is this sort of coming together of the audience as they want to help each other and she yeah. wants to help them. And there's a frustration that we can't help everybody. Help everybody. And it, it, wow. it, it, a... where some of these shows are just so much fun, this one just felt like everyone was better for having gone to it. I was going to say, it sounds like a transformative experience for, it could be like incredibly transformative for some people that were actually partaking in it, but it, it was, sounds wild. It felt it sounds safe. incredible. It didn't feel, you know, at any point, like, lunatically wild. But it brought a room of people together in a way that the other clowning shows that I saw didn't. Um, and I think it was 
but it sounds it was, very unique. It was phenomenal. And I'm, I've now oversold if, it. If I don't think they, anyone, I don't know. I don't know if anyone would have the same experience going to it, but I went twice and I loved it. And I have friends that went three and four times. Yeah, well, I, I sound like if they, if, if, if they ever came to Ireland, I, I, think I, I would highly, up. highly recommend. Yeah, I also saw a show called Police Cops, the musical, and that is like the Naked Gun meets a musical. It was so fucking funny, much more straight line. Uh, it's like f- five people put together a West End show that's like 80s cops doing Naked yeah. Gun quality humor Excellent. on stage. Yeah. It was so small that, like, when it ended, you saw the cast, like, grabbing, like, makeshift shelves and boxes and bringing them out on the stage. And I was like, is this, like, a post-credit yeah. scene? It's like, no, they just have to pack everything up and get off the stage for the next show quickly. And there's yeah, only five yeah, of them. Yeah. And they had just done something at such a level that I was like, this is a West End show. And it's so fucking fun. Incredible. And uh, Police Cops, the musical, it is... Uh, playing in London I think towards the end of the year so if anyone's in London I think September through December or November through December go fucking check it out because it's fucking great potentially could be over at some stage so that does sound good Uh, so that's those are my two highlights I guess I mentioned Michelle Brazier as well those are my three Edinburgh highlights um, Mm -hmm. that I can't stop telling people about yeah, well, it sounds it sounds best. Hmm. Yes, I really like the sounds of Julia Masley. Masley, yeah, sounds, sounds like crazy, but sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's you go a few times, you start to see, you know, the problems that she is prepared to interact with, but the character mm-hmm. and the way that she. And it's a, it's a clowning thing, kind of like being reactive as a child and having this sort of wide-eyed, like anything anything happens, react yeah, to it in a positive yeah. way, engage and be curious and, and whatever. We've got such a sort of jaded idea of like birthday clowns, you know, um, that, that, that yes. clowning oh, yeah. gets kind of disregarded. Um, or being yeah. incredibly low. The, the Vigo Venn thing, like because of the... The Britain's Got Talent of it all, you kind of get a little dismissive, or I did anyway. Like, I'd seen a clip of that fucking high-vis act where he's like, they're playing one more more time, I think, and he, like, takes off a high-vis jacket and swings it above his head, and you think it's over, and it goes one more time, and he's got another high-vis jacket under his coat, and and that just kind of repeats in a way that's like, how many of these fucking jackets could he possibly have on? Um, And that, I think, was his first audition, but, like, like when I realized sitting in the audience who this was, given that I had seen that clip on TikTok or something, I was like, oh, fuck, I hated this when I saw it. But when okay. he got into the room and started doing the whole thing and was reactive with the world, um, uh, very charismatic, very hilarious, very fun. What were you about to say? Excellent. Okay. No, no, no. You, you, sorry, you, just, you looked at the phone in such a way as if you were about to say, okay, I actually have to jump. Or... No, 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 no. I just saw that it was like, a, it was three years ago. Is he was three on years ago? Talent, that's all. Yeah, well, I think this clip says it's from, maybe here, look, I'm terrible at reading dates on uh, uh, TikTok. I don't know if that's... I feel like it must year. be fairly recent because, be. like, he... Well, yeah, well, you you know, like, I've Even, like, 15 minutes into his act, he sort of stopped at the microphone and went, can you believe I won that thing? Oh, no. 
It was okay. year, it was this year. It was this year. Sorry, those that you know wait, like, the way this, they structured yeah. the date on TikTok is weird. No worries, no worries. Sorry. Um, yeah. there was that moment where he was like, "Can you believe I won that thing?" Um, but even for his show, in terms of like, I don't know what he planned to do when he walked into the room. Like he did a funny like. The show starts and he comes out of the closet wearing a giant, like, six-foot balloon on his head, bouncing. And it goes, one more time, one more yeah. time, and he's just dancing, 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 the room's kind of hype. And then the balloon pops, and it's not him. And then he walks in oh, from the wow. side in a jacket with a briefcase and looks at the guy and looks at the room. And it's like, the fuck is this guy? And they kind of, like, he chases that guy off, <laughs> um, but in a very positive, yeah. upbeat way. But then he spotted the two yeah. people in front of me, like an older couple, that were wearing high-vis jackets. And he's just like, and he pulls one of them up on stage and has a little dance with them because there's no trying to not communicate in words for a while. And then like the first 10 minutes became about like this like wedding bit where he was like marrying the one that showed up in the high vis jacket. And then when it got comfortable, he brought the husband up and like married them together. And then like, but like that was not the plan when he walked in the room. He just saw two people in high vis jackets and just started playing, you know? Oh, it's, 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 yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, the character comedy thing is just not a thing we have on the Irish scene here. No, not at all. Not at all. And I feel like, 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 do you know, do you know who does it? Go on. Ma- uh, Mark. Maloney? Yeah. Yeah. To a degree. To a very subtle to degree. Um, well, you know, he is pretty wild though in sense when he did that gig in Dublin Inc. And he just walked out. That was it. That was done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I left that hang a little bit too long as well because he came back yeah. and went, oh, I'm done, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah, no, yeah. I was just letting it hang. I was joining you and letting this be uncomfortably long. Yeah. Um, uh, and he he nice did day. a show with us in Edinburgh as well. Like, we ran some little stand-up days as well, and he came over and did a show as well. He's so fucking funny. He's performing at Electric Picnic this weekend. Uh, that's him sort of scaling the, the comedy ranks a little bit. Um, he deserves it. He's very funny. You should take a leaf from his book. All right. Be funny or got it. Um, a page from his tree, but he's he's work he's great. Page. He's walking a line of like incredibly clever jokes and character comedy, and like yes, I don't know yeah. if you watch like things like Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown or that sort of thing, and they'll have somebody in Dictionary mm-hmm. Corner doing mm-hmm. a character or a guy with like weird fucking glasses just being an oddball, and I always am like I don't fucking get this. Why are we seeing this? Who are the who are these people? They're not fucking funny. Whether or not that shit works in the room, and there's this feeling of like uncomfortableness with threat. Of like, what the fuck is this? And I think that's part of it. You don't think it translates as well to the screen. But I also think that might be a degree of we just don't see that in Irish comedy clubs. In in, Not in the much, same yeah. way. Not as much at all. Like yeah. and like, you know, like I'm at venues and stuff in Edinburgh and it's like you see posters for people and it's like charity character comedy done right and it's like mm. that's not even a thing here. Not really. Like mm. I can name two people that kind of do it. And um, the rest of them are. So you're saying there's a niche in the market, and we should be character, 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 Is this the character? No, because it sounds like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> or is it Porky? Um, Porky pig. That's all, folks. That's all. So Edinburgh sound like you had a blast. Yeah, you really, really enjoyed it. Um, character com- comedy not as prevalent over here so you're going to start doing it I look forward to seeing your character development over the next couple of hours days weeks yeah I'm, I'm uh, get, get on it I'm trying to walk a balance of like like finding a comedic voice or finding a thing that you like to do 
I don't know. Trying to be as natural, I think, is the key for me anyway. It's like, mm. um, and at the moment, that's a balance or it's um, to a degree I'm overthinking it. Sometimes I get up on stage and I just, like, I have an enthusiasm when you're talking to me. I have a kind of like people have like, you know, like I remember years back someone going, isn't Aiden like a fucking puppy? Because he's just kind of like got a lot of energy reacting to the world going on and just happy and, and out in the world. But sometimes doing stand-up and stuff, I'm like, I'm talking too fast. So Yeah, but that, that, that happens every like, you know, you kinda of, I think that's something you learn, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a part of me that's like trying to slow down yeah. and breathe. But when you're hosting a show where it needs upbeat and energy, the fact that I've like I'm trying to like almost like slow right down and go through things kind of much more matter of fact. Mm-hmm. It's a balance, or I'm trying to find a balance. I don't think I'm ever going to be a character comic because I, I think no. where I'm most relatable or where I'm most funny is going to be when I'm just being likable or just being when you're when you're stre- where your strength lies is you being you, buddy. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael, um, we, me we talk about like Michael loves character weirdness and stuff. Yes, but um, I've talked to him. It's a conversation I've had with him a few times. Um, or you know, we've, he'll be telling you a story, and you're just like, "That's a fucking stand-up act." And he went, "Ah, oh, it's a very straight line, though, isn't it?" And it's like that would kill. That would that is yeah. that is such a like when you're not doing a character, you have a vulnerable charisma. People are people want to like you. You're such a sweetheart, and you've got this sincerity. And if you were to just tell these stories you'll have people laughing their whole off. And based on that, he did that a few times in Edinburgh, and I watched him tell stories that he told to me and, and others as, like, just over drinks. And he got oh, great yeah. reactions. Hmm. And he's still a little like, oh, yeah, but that's not entirely the kind of comedy I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do, like, bigger, weirder character stuff. And it's like, man, you, 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 you do very well with these things. Just tell these yeah. stories sincerely, and they're things that have happened in your life. Like, very simple thing. You know when you go into a bathroom in a hotel and there's a little fan heater on the wall and you pull the string? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like those little, like, floor heaters just mounted to a wall. Mm-hmm. Sharon, in the Airbnb we're staying at, went, is there a hairdryer here? And I went, yeah, it's in the wardrobe. And he went, oh, no, it's in the bathroom. I went, no, it's in the wardrobe. And I kind of went and got it. And he went, well, what's that thing? And I went, that's a space heat. Like, that's a space heater. And he went, I thought it was a hairdryer. And I went, sorry? And he went, I've been using those as hair dryers my entire life. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know how he tells that story as a joke. That particular one, I'm just telling you that yeah. one because he's got other ones, but I don't want to like put them out there. But yeah. I was just like, that's, that's hilarious. That's so fucking funny. That is such a like, of course, it's a thing putting out hot air in a bathroom just above head height. Why wouldn't yeah, it be a hair dryer? Yeah. I suppose. Um, hilarious but fucking hilarious yeah um, I feel like I've talked for 25 minutes um, how are you getting on what's what's happened in Ireland since I've been away um, uh, Dublin has gone to complete another disarray uh, armed police force has been uh, uh, how would you say has been unleashed upon uh, com- the community and uh, we're living in uh, martial martial law Oh, cool. Okay, so uh, a civic dystopia. Yes, um, yeah, it's come. Has, has, has that genuinely happened, or or is it just a lot of headlines talking about that? Uh, headline talking about that. Uh, I don't. I don't frequent 
the streets that people frequent that are not frequentable for tourists and cultures. Uh, I jest. Uh, I, I I don't care. I go out no, but there are certain but, areas in any city that you go to that are going to be rougher than other areas. I know, but like What's, kind of some areas, some areas are a strong mixture. Right. Yeah. A real strong mixture, which is kind of I think therein lies the problem. But uh, no, things in Ireland fine. We still like you know kind of. Uh, no one can buy houses. The average rent is two thousand one hundred and two euro, the fuck, man? What uh, the fuck? which is wild. Um, uh, I, I I saw again. TikTok is my source for all fucking things. I saw somebody going like, "Look, if you're going to build a house, here are the things to do. Make sure you've got like a big mud room. Make sure you put your garage on the side of the house. If you've got a hundred feet of road frontage, why wouldn't you just put your garage on the side of the house? Make sure that you have X amount of bedrooms. Make sure that you like recess your ceiling lights. Make sure that this and the other. I mean, if you're going to spend four hundred thousand euro on a or four hundred thousand dollars on a home, building a home." Make sure you do all of these things. And I was just like, $400,000. And it was looking at the home and I was just like, $400,000. Like, $400,000 gets you... Uh, Yeah, there's not much out there, that's for sure. Even if you are able to find somewhere in Ireland for $400,000, or somewhere in Dublin for $400,000, you're talking about a 50 square meter home. As opposed to put your fucking three-car garage on the side of your house. Yes, you know? oh, yeah. Mine was 86 square meter. 86. Okay, sorry. 80 square meters. It's been a while since I since you looked at houses. But, uh, but totally, I get you. I get you. You know uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I love my house. But um, Love your house by all means. I'm just again going 400,000 in a place that isn't fucking ludicrous versus 400,000 yeah. in Dublin is yeah. wild. Yes. Wild. Um, the housing market is still mental. It's getting crazier as well. People are saying it's improving, but it's not. That's just, I think that's just the media trying to make people buy. Yeah. Um, so what else is there? Uh, yeah, no country still, still up in arms, uh, still in disarray. Um, uh, awful road accidents. A lot of road accidents happening that are tragic, brutal. Uh, let's not get onto that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, God bless all those families because there's some awful stuff that's happened. And um, focusing on the positive things. Um, I started watching Sopranos. You started watching The Sopranos. Have you ever seen The Sopranos? So I have seen the occasional episode with my father growing up, mm. which in hindsight, questionable. Uh, that he was watching that know. content with a young child. Uh, well, uh, young. I was like, maybe like, what? Like maybe 12, 11, 12, 13, 11 or 12, 12 maybe. But, uh, and then obviously as I got older and the show was going on, I saw one or two episodes. So I was in my early teens. So probably not that questionable. But, uh, but at the same time though, like kind of watch it now, it's just like, wow, some of this stuff is real dark or real adult or whatever. But it probably went over my head as a 13 year old anyways, you know. But uh, uh, started watching Sopranos about eight episodes in. I love it. I think it's I, I ha- so I have seen it. I have seen maybe three to four seasons, definitely at least three seasons. 
uh, and I've attempted to watch it a handful of times. Uh, and the only reason I kind of ever stopped watching it or whatever is probably just because life things, you know. Mm. Um, but Emer's never seen it before. Uh, she, everybody, you know, she's kind of, she's always heard Sopranos, Sopranos, Sopranos. So she's really keen to watch it. So it was her birthday last Monday. Uh, we were having Happy a chill night in. Happy birthday, Emer. We were having a chill night in because we had a very, very, very hectic weekend. Uh, so come Monday on our birthday, uh, we had a chill night and we started watching Sopranos. Uh, which, uh, like I said, it's great. It's a good show. Uh, I can't wait to kind of get really stuck into it. Um, I love it. It's very, very good. Uh, I forgot, kind of as well. I forgot how kind of funny it was. Oh yeah. I mean, listen. Here's the thing. I am. I have just seen clips. I've never watched The Sopranos. I actually think I have the entire Sopranos on DVD here. Someone, someone gave me, but I never got around to watching it. Um, I can, re- it. I can remember the Tuesday rerun from the Friday premiere of like. Yeah episode two and I'm like oh, I missed the first episode so I'll, I'll catch it all in reruns and like that was when it was first airing and I've never yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. watched an episode many ways in the same way that I've not seen The Godfather 2 because I'm just like I'll catch it when it's in the cinema because somewhere's going <laughs> to yeah. show it and I've still never seen it um, uh, it's yeah it, it by all accounts a, a fucking phenomenal show you enjoy yes. it? Yeah. yeah, very, very much so. Very, very much so. Um, like I said, looking forward to getting, getting like really stuck in. Because I, I know myself from watching it before. Like, not that it takes time to uh, uh, get there or something. Oh, that's a bottle of urine. Gross. No, it's vitamin C water. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. I, I told you my urine's packed full of vitamin C. But, um, oh, man. But uh, yeah, so like it's like I I know like kind of they're building now, so I know how good it gets, you know. Mm. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing more of that. And um, so watching Sopranos, uh, I started watching a movie. I had to finish it, but I was enjoying it with Tina Fey, John Hamm, uh, and a handful of other actors that I'd recognize and know. Uh, and John Hamm is investigating a murder, uh, a guy. A guy's wife finds he's in possession of child pornography. The guy was holding this child pornography for this for a food supplier who supplies his restaurant with cheap, out of date shit. Right. The wife finds it, wants to divorce him, gonna ruin him. He hires somebody to kill her, uh, or he hires somebody to scare her to give her back to child well, he porn. So her. he can. And the, the person kills her. So the guy freaks out and he's just like, you idiot, you shouldn't have done that. But he finds out that there's another person in his hometown with the same name. So he tells the guy to kill that woman as well, trying to kind of create like a... Confusion. Confusion. I saw the trailer like, oh. for this. What's this movie called? Yeah. Uh, get, uh, Maggie Moore, maybe, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Maggie Moore is... Yeah, um, I'll Google it here. Um, that's out, is it? Where, where was it screaming? Uh, so I'm watching it on Now TV. Cool. Uh... It's something like it's something like Maggie, Maggie Moore. Maggie Moore brackets yeah. with an S on it. Maggie Moore's. Yes, yeah. Uh, it, like I'm enjoying it. It's 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 pretty good. It didn't really get uh, IMD six six out of ten. Uh, Irish Times two out of five. Fuck the Irish Times four nine percent around the house. Like I haven't finished it, but it's it's like you know it's 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 fine. Like you know, whatever. Um, also, uh, I went to the Stella Cinema mm. for the first time last night. So tell people what the Stella is for, for our international so, listeners. So the Stella Cinema has actually been 100 years in operation in Dublin. Mm. It's a cool... Have you ever been there before, Aidan? I've been on the outside of it. I've not been... I've not gone to see okay. a film. We, 
we should we should do that oh, okay because cool. uh, basically you go there and uh, you know you, you, you buy your tickets you queue up they have a cocktail menu a food menu they have snacks like popcorn jellies chocolates whatever you want uh, and they have then just regular beers and drinks and all that kind of stuff uh, Emer and I got hot dogs and a parmesan fries um, and they were delicious the parmesan fries parmesan fries particularly delicious um but they come into they come with you they come into the movie 45 minutes into the movie to give you your food so you have your wee snacks and stuff it's it's so well done so well done you don't see like they don't inconvenience you we, even afterwards we were just like wow you really don't notice them giving people food you know what i mean like okay. you don't you don't notice them they're so good at it but um dude it's very fancy it's very very like posh oh yeah so anyways it's it's done like an old-timey cinema you each sit in your own little armchair. You have a big first footstool in front of you. you want you to put your legs up. Uh, there's a little table between you uh, with a lamp on it. Now that all those lamps get turned off when the movie starts. Uh, it's very, very, uh, I'd say 1920s, a little 1930s uh, style, kind of like theater. You know, mm. it's it's cool. In the back of it, I think in the back of the thing they have couches where you can kind of sit on a couch with your friend or whoever. And I think down the front they have like kind of like they're more like beds, but. Uh, but um, but they have individual armchairs and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's just it's really 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 well done. But they have ushers coming in, and like if you're going if you leave that like and you come back in, an usher will open the door for you and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's uh, it's well done. But like they take it they take it seriously. But uh, but yeah, like kind of really really good experience. Uh, very very much enjoyed it. Really would love to go back again for sure. Uh, now now that I've been there, it's just like I can't, I could like I used to always hear about it and I never really understood. Yeah. Now that I've been there, it's like okay, I can put that in better context and I want to go again. And I kind of I'd be up for seeing like random movies and stuff in there for sure. Yeah, I think the thing is like I've always loved the idea of it as a, a repertory cinema showing cool films I love or, or yeah. haven't seen and would love to see in a cinema context. Mm-hmm. But I've always had this little idea of like it's just kind of got a little bit of like just too bougie on it that I'm like I'm going to have to pay more for my ticket I'm going to pay more for my popcorn I'm going to have to pay more for cocktails because of the context um, and that might be the case and that still might be worthwhile um, for well, the fun of the experience I mean they're showing Jurassic Park I yes. love Jurassic Park so yes I love Jurassic Park too uh, A Star is Born is showing Aliens uh, Aliens Blade Runner, the final cut, is showing in the middle of September. I love Blade Runner. Can't, Can we... I can't see Blade Runner anymore in the cinema. No? You've seen it too many times in the cinema? Seen it too many, seen it, seen it too many times in the world. I don't even remember what Blade Runner is about. Uh, the original Father of the Bride is showing. With, 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 with Steve Martin? No, the one before oh. that. The one from the, like, 50s. Um, I love the one with Steve Martin, of course. Uh, I watched that. Fucking go to the cinema and see that. School of Rock. Motherfuckers. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I've seen that a bunch. Bridge over the River Kwai, True Romance. Oh, I like Bridge over the River Kwai. I have never seen the Bridge over the River Kwai. I could go see that. Oh, you like next that? Friday. Yeah, you, hmm. That's a pretty good. Two thirty in the afternoon. Doing anything at two thirty on a Friday? Uh, let me see you next Friday. Hmm. Hang on. Ah. Oh my God! Did we just decide what we're going to talk about on the podcast next week? Let's do Let's do the Stella and Bridge over the River Kwai. Sounds great. I look forward to it. I have never seen it. You've seen it. Am I getting Kelly's Heroes confused with Bridge Over the Kwai? No, I don't think so. Bridge Over the Kwai, they're definitely whistling that song. I believe so. Um, yeah, anyways, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, but so, last Kelly's night Heroes. I went... 
Yes, Kenny Heroes is a great movie. Kenny's Heroes is so much Real fun. Saturday afternoon RTE2 yeah, film. Yes. But, uh, and I was much later seeing that, mm. so I could have kind of appreciated it more. But people need to see Kenny's Heroes. I haven't seen it. I don't know how it's aged, but it's good. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so last night, obviously, I went to Stella, and I recommend it. It's a fun experience and all that jazz. Uh, and I went to see Barbie. Okay, how was Barbie? Where that sort of came out just as I was going to Edinburgh, so it's got to be out the month, right? Yes. Have you seen it? No. Would you be interested in seeing it? I'm not going to go to the cinema to see it. Um, the vibe I got off it, all of the hype, which is great fun, great fun. Yeah. Love the hype, um, especially the sort of contrasting with Oppenheimer hype of it. But Oppenheimer. Yeah was a film where again Nolan's going out of his way to shoot something to be seen in as immersive a situation as possible. The more I heard about Barbie as it went along, um it felt a little bit more and more like Elf, which is a character in a in a weird magical world that comes to the real world, learns something oh and brings it back. And I was just like and I, I know there's gonna be differences, but Elf was my point of um point of reference. And I know that there's a kind of political stance or a point of view. And uh, maybe maybe political is wrong because I have a feeling if I watch it, it's one of these things where it's like, you can't fucking argue with this. You know, it's, it's not a political standpoint. It's just a, like, people should be better kind of point of view. Yeah. But, yeah. but basically in terms of scale of significance of whether or not I need to go to a film, Barbie feels like Elf. I'll watch it on TV. Okay, I... Yeah, like kind of, you don't need to see this, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I look forward to seeing like, it on TV. I've seen, like, I have, I kind of, I've seen, up, I've seen Barry, not Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because I just don't know if I can do, don't know if I can do three hours in the cinema. But, um, but uh, maybe in the cellar. But, uh, you can go, go and see it. You can. Like, I mean, you've, you've oh, seen, was... you've seen Avengers fucking Endgame how many times? Go and see. No, I, I know, but like, kind of, as we talked, uh, just my similar experiences lately have just been a little bit meh. So I just don't know if I have the tolerance of patience to sit in a room while people try and do TikToks and. Yeah. You know. Again, first weekend of Barbie. I'm sure that's what you get. Fifth week into Barbie? Fifth week into Oppenheimer, maybe in an IMAX. I don't know that that's what you're getting. You know what I mean? Like your audience dissipates. I don't know, though, dude. I think it's the opposite. I think the more people get people more relaxed. Who, I, yeah, I think the kind of the people who want to see it more go initially and at the at start and stuff. And uh, the people who kind of could give kind of two sheets are seeing it in like five weeks' time because you know it's kill an hour, go to cinema, mm-hmm. do whatever. Blah, blah. But anyways, uh, Barbie was good. Uh, like kind of. So yeah, you're right. You're after, you're kind of completely right uh, in terms of what uh, you know. It's a comparison to Elf in a sense. You know, Will Farrell is also in this movie. Uh, it, it kind of his character is strange, oh, is and the people yes, okay. and the, and the and the people in the boardroom are strange. But uh, but like, look, the movie's very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really well done. Uh, kind of lots of laughs and chuckles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's commentary, I think, on things are very uh, true. Uh, and like Emer and I kind of had the exact same opinion in the sense of like kind of like I like basically it's like they were touching on these things and it was the plot and X Y and Z, but I kind of feel like it was done and it kind of it was like a soft approach to it, you know. But then at the same time, it is Barbie, it's twelves, people of a certain age would be going to it as well, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but I just think like kind of it could it could have like 
like it was it was there was parts that were weird and it's super super trippy it's super trippy there's some really trippy stuff in it and like sometimes it feels like really like kind of like whoa like like jarring or disconnected or something but uh but i liked it i, I did like it it's a fun movie uh i i to be honest like you know i'd recommend it like why not like it's 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 as it's as kind of entertaining experience as watching any kind of like elf or comedy or dra- you know what i mean like it's it's completely it's, it's I, I i liked it don't get me wrong 88 and rotten tomatoes yeah i liked it i think it's good but uh but i think like obviously i think they kind of like it would have been would have been a little bit like kind of more poignant to lean a little bit harder on spatch the patriarchy the damage and effect of the patriarchy and all that kind of stuff oh, wow, okay. however i do understand that it's uh it's you know it's the 12s and they probably want to keep it like you want kind them to of, go harder wow well, yeah, like I think, I think, I, I think some of the stuff that they were hitting on was like, was like, because like basically in Barbie Land, it's all perfect, and kind of Barbies are kind of like the, the main characters, and then like or the the, the dominating uh, matriarchy. Uh, yes, it's, yeah, exactly. It's more of a matriarchy, and then kind of like Ken and Barbie go to the real world. Ken gets exposed to the patriarchy. He brings those ideals back. He completely destroys Barbie Land. Then they have to kind of restore it by smashing the patriarchy, uh, and then kind of it kind of like levels off a bit, as in like you know you know what, like kind of what we were like before wasn't good either, you know, and trying to kind of find the balance in a sense, you know, but uh, but um, but it's good. Like, and I, I, like you know Ryan Reynolds. Or Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling is good as Ken, possibly a smidge old. Oh, okay. Uh, like you kind of, but like you know, but uh, that also kind of adds to the kind of comedic aspects of some of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but he's incredible shape for it. Oh my god! Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he's a musical number in it, and it's very, very good. Um, like, like I, I love the commentary in it. I really did love the commentary in it, and it's hilarious. And it's, and like I said, it's like real, like it's on the nose. It's really, really good. Uh, I think, I think, kind of, if if men probably don't like it, you know, it's probably hitting a nerve with them. They're probably uncomfortable that like they're getting called out on the BS, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, I liked it. It's a good movie. Uh, go see Barry if you haven't seen Barry. Go see Barbie. It's it is fun. Uh, the musical numbers are great. Uh, the sets and all that kind of stuff are super impressive. Like it's 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 an engaging movie because it's it's weird. It feels adult, but it also there's parts of it that doesn't. You know, mm. um, but uh, and Margot Margot Robbie is brilliant in it. She's very very good. Uh, yeah, so I enjoyed it very much. So, uh, well, you know, uh, like you know, obviously. When something's super hyped up, be a kind of you know, I tried not to listen to hype. I didn't see any trailers. I had no idea of the plot, anything like that at all. Uh, so I was going in very, very blind, and I was surprised to see actors in it and certain people in it and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but it was great to see them, um, and like some of it is, some of it is quite funny and all kinds of stuff. But I, I just I like the commentary on things for sure. You know, I think that's obviously the biggest the biggest draw in it. You know. Um, but I do, yeah, I recommend it. You know, I'm not going to say it's the best movie, uh, but like you know, like the way that like the Marvel movies aren't the best movies, but I like them. You know, um, yeah, mm. check it out. Why not? Uh, also, your friend from secondary school is in it, Killian Scott. Yes, go away. Yep. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he's doing very well. He's doing great because he was in um, Secret Invasion. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, did you watch that in the end? I did, yeah. We talked about it a while back. No bueno. Okay, I have two things to add. First of all, yep. bouncing off of your Maggie Moore's reference, 
I saw that like John Slattery directed it, who was uh, Sterling in is he Sterling Roger Sterling in Mad Men, so with the silver hair. Um, oh yeah. So you've got a um, and he was in Thirty Rock as well as the like potential presidential candidate that goes goo goo gaga. Um, so I can see how isn't he gets he, that isn't cast. He in the MCU. Hmm. Isn't he? Yeah, in the he's MCU? he's Henry Stark. Henry Stark. But he's Howard Stark. Howard Stark. But he's not in a what 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 what's he? So he directed. He directed Maggie, Maggie Morris. Morris. Okay. Um, which led me to then because I had it open, it I saw that uh, John Hamm was in a movie that I was looking forward to, and was curious to see happen because they've talked about it for fucking ever. Confess Fletch, which is a reboot oh, yeah, of the Fletch series, which yeah, was the Chevy how, Chase movies. Yep, that came out at the end of twenty twenty two. To no fanfare, mm-hmm. to no streaming notification, to no. Global distribution yeah. to know. Yeah. So um, it's on. It's on now TV. I mean, eighty six percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Let's just see what it's sitting at. Eighty six percent review, seventy five percent audience. Um, I am going to be watching that this week because I enjoyed the Fletch movies growing up. I love John Hamm. I was kind of really curious to see what comes of this. Uh, so one of the things I, that's been forgotten is that the Fletch books in the seventies were huge. They were absolutely huge, like a yeah. like a Reacher or a Dan Brown thing, and they yeah. kind of faded away. But they were enormous. Um, so it is funny to me how cultural things ebb and flow. Something that was the bees knees, the mutts nuts, yeah. the whatever the fuck, it just completely forgotten about. Um, sorry, but that's there. I'm going to watch that. the The other thing I was going to bounce off then is because you mentioned the Stella, that reminded me that when I was in Edinburgh, it was like an Irish comedians whatsapp group and somebody threw up that they had tickets to a preview screening of theater camp which is in cinemas now at uh the everyman theater i think was the name of it and the everyman sounds like what you're talking about it was lush it was a cocktail bar you could get popcorn but it wasn't quite like cinema concessions there was just carpet and the chairs with just these big couches the walls were soft and luxurious there was little tables it was beautiful a beautiful cinema in the middle of edinburgh highly recommend the everyman in in edinburgh yeah Um, that sounds similar and i saw theater camp which on the face of it looks like a kind of summer camp movie like camp nowhere or you know uh, heavyweights or something um but I had seen a comic in Chicago who goes to a lot of movies that I quite like, review it and say, this is un- highly underrated. Check it out. And so I grabbed those tickets when they were going and I went. And it was less Camp Nowhere and more Spinal Tap. Kind oh, of right, like okay, a cool. documentary around this theater camp and the people that run it. And it's... Um, we call them mockumentaries in the biz. Yeah, I guess. Um, and it was... Um, it's the biz, man. The biz. Uh, so the the person that runs the theatre camp basically has a stroke or has a seizure and is hospitalised like the first day that they're shooting the... Um, mockumentary. The mockumentary. Um, I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, her brother is also... Uh, it's Amy Sedaris. Um, and then it's you know following her son played by Jimmy Tetro Jimmy Tetro who played 
Bert Kreischer in the Machine movie, um, and he's mm-hmm. like a real broy like crypto dude trying to run this theater camp and not understanding these kids. Uh, it's Ben Platt and Molly Gordon. Um, it's really sweet. It's really sincere. By the end of it, it's just heartstring pulling. Lovely. I loved it a lot, um, and I highly recommend seeing Theater Camp. It's like just a lovely little movie with a good heart. Go see it. Highly recommend. There, there has been a wee bit of um, some Marvel news. Daredevil, Born Again, Ironheart, and Wonder Man are now delayed indefinitely because the studios continue to refuse to pay writers and actors fairly. Uh, the video game industry is now facing a strike from the actors' uh, SAG and AFTRA uh, yeah. whole situation. And Josh Harnett is rumored to have been offered the role of Doctor Doom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't I'm not worried about who gets Doctor Doom. People are worried about Doctor Doom. Um or people keep talking about who's gonna play Doctor Doom. Um It doesn't matter who plays them, as long as it's fucking written right and looks good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, it doesn't fucking matter the, who plays the who. Fear, that shit drives me mad now. The fear for me is that the panic associated with not being able to produce Marvel content leads to them pissing out marvel content the minute they have a writer back and we know this from mm. the last writer strike like right after they heroes right after the strike the amount of stuff that came out that was dog shit and like it's because people were producing things without writers and then once they got writers back they just rushed because they were had this gap the best thing that could possibly happen for the marvel cinematic universe is that they take this opportunity to pair it back to one or two projects a year and do yeah. them right yeah and that's the only way this is going to get halfway decent again yes um, 100%, 100% time, agreed by the time I'm saying it we know we're in trouble because I've been the best or the, the strongest defender of all of this Marvel shit and I don't want to we've talked about this a little bit we're getting repetitive in what we're talking about on this podcast in terms of Marvel content. Yeah. It's something that fascinates Sorry. us, but we're we're trying to add a little structure of like let's actively discuss a film. So yeah. uh, we kind of hit, but news is news. News is uh, news. Absolutely, of course. Of, yeah. Let, let, uh, disappointed to hear. Disappointed to hear that some of those uh, shows are going to be um, put on the long finger, particularly oh, uh, cancel them entirely. Again. Cancel them entirely. Uh, oh, Wonder Man. Oh, you think so? I think so. I have no interest in Wonder Man. I have no interest in whatever the fuck. There's too much stuff. There's too much. Slow the fuck down. Cancel them entirely for the minute. I would see a Daredevil film. I would see a Daredevil... No, I don't I don't know that I want a series. None of these series have been good enough to warrant it. The, True. The, the, the Disney series experiment, like, what Disney series, even beyond Marvel... What would you keep? Um, the ma- first season of The Mandalorian and Andor. Uh, only Murders in the Building and. Even Only Murders in the Building is like it's a real fucking masturbatory party with their friends. Like, it's not yeah. funny enough. It's not <gasps> biting enough. It's not <gasps> played well enough. I don't. I I really, really Someone wanted to take like it. of the children. You can go back uh, no, and listen to the, the the early episodes of this where we were talking about it, and I'm bending over backwards to try and like it. 
Yeah, and know, you yeah. and Brian were like, Meh. and I was listening to last week's episode maybe, or when I was editing it, and Brian was like, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good fun. I put it on in the background. It's like, God, like it's so. Maybe it got better in the second season or the third season. But I just. Um, I, don't, I, I don't particularly remember not liking it, but uh, uh, but I could be wrong. You know, the the word is out. My word is out there online. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, but whatever, whatever. Anyways, it certainly turned me, and I love the show. I think it's great. If if I don't remember particularly okay. like not liking it, but I I, I think yeah. I came. I come to Steve Martin for his zany zany capers. I enjoy yeah. wild and crazy guy Steve Martin, and because yeah, Martin Short is doing that, he's playing straight. And yeah, I'm yeah. so I'm not enjoying when I was watching season one. It's like I'm not really enjoying Martin Short, and I'm not really enjoying Steve Martin. <gasps> well, uh, Steve Martin's a bit zanier in this season, and I have sure. no interest in Selena Gomez. Okay, so it really needed. I really needed the story to grab me, and then it didn't. <laughs> I hope they never hear this because I consider them my friends. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, and now they've Paul Rudd and Tina Fey and uh, uh, Meryl Streep, they've and all- again, it's just like. You know, it's it's victory lapping. It's everyone having fun with their friends, and um, it seems to be something people like. But it it was not doing it for me. Now, smash cut to me a week from now, having watched all of season two, loving it. But I don't know. That's where I was by the end of season one. Um, and did we say we're going to book tickets to the Stella? We're going to see Bridge Over the River Kwai, and we're going to talk about some classic Alec Guinness war movie next week. Alec Guinness? Yes. yes, Alec Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's nearly three hours long. Fuck. It's going to be great. We're going to go in at half two. <gasps> Can we make a day of it? We go in at half two, and we have some cocktails, and we see a movie, and then we get some dinner, and then we go to pub, and we can meet Bob, and then we could go we could go dancing, and it's it's going to be great. It's going to be, and then and then we'll just get absolutely rat-arsed and, and, and fall in the liffy and wash out to the Irish Sea. Oh, uh, I think I have actually something on that day. I'm I'm busy. <laughs>